Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you and good morning. I'm delighted to be here today as Mark Lawrence takes three days off to help celebrate his wife's birthday. That's very nice of him. I mean, I wouldn't have uh, suspected you would take three days off to celebrate a birthday but they have some great plans and he certainly has earned the time off and we wish him a very enjoyable three-day period off. And meanwhile, we have imposed upon Steve Kushaloff to come in and do battle with me, uh, as he so often does. And good morning, Steve. Always a pleasure to have you here, sir. Uh, good morning. And it's interesting. You mentioned bir- I haven't had a birthday in like five or ten years. So oh, it's You've given them up? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I wish I could. You know. But the alternative, the alternative to not having a birthday is you're not here to have them. So, oh, good that we're we're yeah, at least hanging around. That's true. On the mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com, and they're located on North Fourth Street in Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out lots more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North Fourth Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. Find them on the web again at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials and build your own Ford, Ford car, or truck to your very specifications right on the internet. And be sure to click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia cars, and they are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks, a master towing service with decades of experience. Our toll-free line is open. It's an open phones day, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236 for Text Connect members. So, Steve, we have now 100 days into the Biden administration. What an embarrassment, right? Good Lord. (laughs) I tell you, Joe, you know, it's amazing. Virtually nothing, I always say nothing Joe says will surprise me, and then you will come up with a clunker like that as per usual. We're talking about in his first hundred days, Joe Biden has Has bankrupt the country. He has already exceeded Donald Trump's highest ever approval rating. Uh, That's a very low bar. I mean, he's below uh, Barack hey, hey. Obama and he's below George Bush. <laughs> so what? <laughs> you know, he's uh, he's ahead of uh, the orange god that you. Uh, tend, oh, tend he's not to my orange god. No, I don't there. worship him. You know darn well I don't worship Donald Trump. Well, I. We'll You're see. just striking back at me because I said something about your boy. My, and, my, and really, he has he has <laughs> in a hundred days. He has managed to put this country on the brink of financial ruin, which well, you were 
so uh, opposed that's to kind of that's kind of insane because you know on the brink. I mean, we passed one thing. We passed uh, what his American Rescue Plan, so we don't really know the which economic. only nine percent of it was aimed at the coronavirus. Well, that's interesting that you bring that up. It's interesting you say that <laughs> because you know it was never the name of that bill was not the Joe Biden COVID relief bill. The name of that bill. Do you know what the name is? The name of the bill was the American Rescue Plan. Well, so, you can call a dog a pig, but that doesn't make it one. We're not talking dogs. We're not talking pigs. We're talking about things that America badly needed. We're talking about getting people back to like work. Like $25 million for the Kennedy Center. America really needed that to yes. get us going well, again. Well, going to heck in a handbasket. Now, if you really want to complain about something, because uh, you've got nothing to complain about there... Um, if you and I shouldn't even bring this up because you'll just you'll just tear into this with all you got. Uh, this whole issue of people uh, not working because maybe they think it is more economic for them, it's more financially beneficial not to work and just uh, use the money they're getting from the government. Well, I will tear into that one because it's been widely reported that people, particularly in the hospitality industry, mm. can't get employees. And the reason they can't right. get them is they're home sitting there enjoying all these benefits that the Democrats have handed out because the, they want you to be dependent on the government oh my to God. sit Let, at home. Well, you know, you, you start with a statement of reality, Joe, but then you just drift uh, off well, into let's, let's talk about the teachers at, at places like Cal Los Angeles. Angeles, where the teachers won't go back to work. The science, you, you folks are always saying, follow the science, follow, follow the, science. the science. The science is saying it's absolutely safe for the kids to be back in school. It doesn't matter whether or not the teachers are vaccinated. That's what the science says. But because Joe Biden is bought and paid for by the teachers' unions, they won't go back to school. Wait a minute, I thought he was bought and paid for by the uh, black uh, caucus in uh, in Congress. No, I didn't say that. No, I, didn't. He's bought and paid for well, by the teachers' unions. The thing is, even, even He should have one of those night. jackets that the, like they where it races that show all your sponsors, it would have right in the middle of it the teachers' union. You know, I got to ask, what's in that? You're drinking something there, Joe. Diet and, Pepsi. You sure it's not Red Bull? Because, my goodness, a, a rational thinker, as I am, can't even get a word in edgewise. Well, I, well, you're doing most of the talking. Good. I'll, okay. ask, I'll ask our producer, will you start running a stopwatch, please, Rob, on which one of us <laughs> is talking the most? Thank you. So, last night... Uh, we went out to a local restaurant for uh, dinner, and I will say, and that, right on the strip out here, between the time we left that restaurant and the time we got back to the old traffic circle, mm -hmm. I think we counted at least six, maybe seven uh, places that were hiring. Plus, I had had a conversation. You'll like this, Joe. I had had a conversation with the manager at my at the restaurant where we ate. He said a lot of places are closing early because they can't get people to work. Why? And why can't they get people to work? Because what are they paying? See, there you go, Joe. That's that's the right. Problem. They're pay that's right. They're paying more to stay home than they are to go to work. And the and the problem is that the, a lot of the places that are hiring, what are they paying? They're paying, like, minimum wage. I have seen most places paying at least $11 per hour, most more than that. And the proposal to raise the minimum wage was $15 an hour. 
And so when, sure, because we, uh, when's the last time we even raised the minimum wage? Anybody know? When did we last raise it? Sometime in the 80s or 90s. 2009. Oh, I thought it was earlier than that. And and what is it now? What's the minimum wage rate? Seven and a quarter, isn't it? Seven and a quarter. So sure, you know, you can work for $7.25 an hour. Or you can sit at home and enjoy the wonderful benefits yeah. Joe Biden has handed out to you so that you become dependent on the government uh, and don't do anything there, useful. And, and there we go. Uh, so we don't do anything useful. Everyone, They're all doing something useful if Sitting they, when they work. But that's the issue. The issue is, the and, and the people who are, the jobs that they can't fill are these Again, these very low-wage jobs. Maybe, Joe, if there was a, if we increased the minimum wage, if we offered people a livable minimum wage, we would see some of these jobs well, being filled. Let's talk about the marketplace factors for just a second. I realize you don't like marketplace factors, but if I can't hire people at seven twenty-five an hour and I need to run my business, what am I going to do? What is the market going to dictate? It's going to dictate that I pay more. And maybe I have to pass those costs along to my consumers, but if I want to stay my business, keep my business going, I'm going to have to meet the marketplace right. demands. The government doesn't need to force me to do oh, it. No. I'll See, have to that, do it on my own. That's where that's where I completely disagree with you because okay, you're right. If you need more people, I think this is what you said, if you need more people, you'll go out and you'll hire them. Maybe if, but if you don't need them, number 1 you won't hire them or you'll pay less. Let's say you've got one job opening. Let's say you've got one job opening. Let's say you run an ice cream shop and you have one job opening and you get 10 applicants for it. Many business owners will simply have those 10 people bid on the job by saying, okay, who will take the lowest? I think, Joe, and I would say this is a pretty good bet. There are plenty of business people out there. If they could get away with paying $2 an hour, let alone $7 an hour, they'd go right ahead with it. Well, if you'll work for it. You'll get your $2 because that's, an hour. That's the, way, that's the marketplace. That's the marketplace. But I nobody, mean. in reality, nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to walk, work for $2 if they can go down the street and find a job for $12 an hour. Only an idiot would work for the 2 bucks. But that's the, you're bringing in something that I didn't even throw out there because I'm telling you, let's just stick with the – I gave you an easy example, Joe. Maybe it wasn't easy enough. You uh, got, yeah, would you, would you shoot that at me again, please? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't be slipping into your Andy. Griffith, uh, you know, impersonations here, or your Gomer Pyle impersonations, and throw me off my game. I distinctly remember, and this is how I live my life, by anecdotes. I distinctly remember being with a group of business people at a, at a meeting in Washington with one of our Congress people, and we got to talking a little bit about the minimum wage. And one of those business people, I said, he said, well, if it was up to us, there wouldn't even be a minimum wage. The whole point being, if I can get workers for $3, $2, $1 an hour, that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, that's the marketplace. But in the end, if you take that job for $3 an hour, what are you doing? Are you saying, gee, this is this is the zenith of my career. I'm working at 3 bucks an hour, and I have no ambition. I'm never going to do anything else because I'm happy with this. No, you're going to say, all right, I'm taking this $3 per hour job now. Hopefully, I'll gain some experience and some skills that will make me worth $7 an hour somewhere else. And then I find those other jobs. I apply for them. And because my skill set has now improved, Good I get Lord. those jobs. 
jobs. That's how the marketplace works, Steve. Boy, you are throwing assumptions left and right. You know what they say about assume. It makes a you-know-what out of you and me. Those aren't assumptions. Those are those are facts. Those are how the market, no, I totally, how the market I, functions. I, I disagree with the basic premise that if, if somebody takes a job and it only calls for this skill set and that skill set pays $3 an hour, that they're automatically going to say, how can I better myself? How can I forge ahead in That's this That's what people economy? do. That's, otherwise, they become robots living off the Democratic handouts from the, from the bills that Joe Biden passes. Listen, we got to take a break. We have one call coming in, one on the line. Carl, hang on. We're going to take that break, and then we're going to be right back with On the Mark. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Subway Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and at SunburyMotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Investing in your business, but not adding high-speed fiber? Bad decision. Like building a house with no air conditioning, hanging fuzzy dice from your rearview mirror, or getting three bacon double cheeseburgers and a diet soda. Don't be those people. Call Pentella Data and tell them you want real speed, as in the lightning-fast, ultra-reliable confidence only their fiber network can provide. Your employer will be so happy. They'll make bad decisions of their own. High-speed fiber from Pentella Data. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shimoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center, designed with you in mind. Go ahead, Caller 7. You're on the line. Lisa Barrick, are you hosting your own real estate call-in show? Well, actually, I'm just pretending, but I would like to know what real estate topics are important to our community. Well, why don't you invite everyone to submit their questions to you at CaldwellBankerPen1.com or on Facebook or Instagram? Ooh, that's a great idea. But I still think it would be fun to have a radio show. Yeah, trust me, you want you want to stick to real estate. Contact me, Lisa Barrick, at CaldwellBankerPen1.com. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. (laughs) I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There, don't you feel better? 
You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. According to the National Institutes of Health, 30% of hospital admissions in older adults are drug-related, like taking meds at the wrong time. Hero Health simplifies medication management. The smart device stores up to 90 days' worth of up to 10 different pills. It dispenses them at the push of a button. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days and get free contactless delivery. Just call 800-420-7550. That's 800-420-7550. 800-420-7550. Hero medication managed. I saved big money with the Progressive Home and Auto Bundle, so I finally bought that new set of golf clubs. Watch out, Fairway. Here I come. This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big with Progressive, but your other expenses won't just disappear. Are those clubs going to help you when the hot water heater dies? Also, it sounds like your money is better spent on golf lessons. Time to go shoot the course record. No, but maybe time for a reality check. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones. The NFL Draft is this week. We'll talk about it today. 3 to 5 News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay, welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff. We have two calls pending, Carl and Tom. Carl has been waiting patiently, sir. You are on the mark. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. I just wanted to address uh, Mr. Kushaloff. I've come to the conclusion that he's either lived in the cave for the last 20 years or collected a federal or state paycheck because he's obviously never run a business. Why do you say that? <laughs> Why do I say that? Because his comments are absurd. Absurd? Go absurd. ahead. Absurd. Obviously, you don't listen to the radio. Uh, all the advertisements from all the local businesses begging for workers. Richcraft, $17 an hour. If you have no experience, they'll come and train you. T. Ross Brothers begging for carpenters, laborers, you know. They're taking people with no experience, paying them fifteen, twenty dollars an hour to start. Hey, that's the and, Joe. And, that's the Joe Biden economy. <laughs> people are hiring. Thank you, Carl. No, it's not. No, it's not the Joe Biden economy. It's the fact that people are getting all this free money. They don't want to work. I've been doing. I've been doing landscaping for the last twenty-five years, and the people. One of the gentlemen that usually has worked with me for five years. I called him up and said, hey, we're getting ready to start next week. His comment was, and I quote, are you kidding me? I'm not going to go out and bust my when I'm getting $800 a week unemployment. This is ridiculous that the federal government and state government are extending these benefits. Employers can't find employees. He's going to ruin this country. And you, obviously, with your head in the sand or in a cave or whatever you've been doing. Or somewhere else. Don't this. say it. <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to say it, but it's obvious where his head is. <laughs> that he, he has absolutely... See, what, what do you do for a living, you know? Or what did you do? Work, you know, I, I, can't, I can't imagine anybody who's ever had an employee or run a business could think the way you think because it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, d- defending Steve, and I... I no, d- there's no need to defend Steve. Steve <laughs> okay. can speak for himself. All right, Steve's Here's going to speak for himself. Again. Oh, I, uh, I thought he was going to say there's no defense. No. <laughs> I, I distinctly, you know, I used, uh, in my discussion with Joe, I used the, uh, the old ice cream shop example because a uh, friend of mine 
owned an ice cream shop uh, in another county. I'm not going to tell you who. And the guy said to me, uh, you know, we could we would hire more uh, kids to work here if it wasn't for the minimum wage. And I thought, you know, I don't know a lot about business, but I do know basically if you have a business, you hire as many people as you need to run that business. If you don't need five people, you don't hire five people. This guy needed one more person, but then he uses the minimum wage as an as a uh, an excuse not to hire that person. Uh, you know, so I think that's that's uh, part now of the I'm equation inclined, too. Now I'm inclined to agree with you, Carl. He doesn't know how it works because uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's so obvious. My gosh, I, I don't know any, and I know a lot of business people. I don't know anybody paying minimum wage. What, what, I'm going to give you Wangers in Misselberg an example. They actually were shut down one day a week for two months because they couldn't find enough employees. They're not paying minimum wage. I mean, Steve, I, what do you do? What did you do, Steve? Yeah, I mean, uh, enlighten us all on what I worked for CETA Council of Government. I was the public information uh, exactly, person. Exactly. exactly. What do you I, I mean? Exactly. I did Come not on. know that, and I was 100% correct. Great. You've gotten a, a gravy paycheck all your life. You have no uh, idea what it's like in gravy. the real world. Right. You're exactly right. Don't know what it's like in the real world. Uh, so I mean, listen. Obviously. Okay. You have no clue working for CETA Council of Government. I hit it 100%, and I had no idea who you were. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's, it's Cobb's so been a, they've it's been so around obvious. for about 75 years, and they do uh, quite a job. But I'm not I'm not. Well, they deal with economic that, impacts either. in the area, and they That's do, true. And so uh, Steve would have to be very up on economic impacts and how they how they affect things. But here's here's the deal. What, using your example, Steve, that I need six people, but I only hire five. The reason I only hire five is I've got to make a profit. Right. And if I had that sixth person, I'm not making a profit, so I've got to ask the five to work a little harder. No, because if you would hire hire that sixth person, you could provide more service okay. to your customers, and thereby get more customers. Hey, Carl, thank you see, for your call. Let me make one more statement. All right, last word to you. Go if ahead. This, if Steve was working with economic impact, working for the Cogs, no wonder things are so screwed up if that's the way they think. <laughs> I mean, if, if this is ridiculous. People like him out there telling us, you know, how to run businesses, how to pay our employees. They have no clue because they had a guaranteed income, no way they were going to get fired, and they've never done a darn thing for anybody other than collect a paycheck and do their crap. Okay, well, uh, that's not exactly true. I'm familiar with CETACOG and the wonderful work it does, and we'd be lost without them around here. They do, honest to gosh, they do an outstanding job in so many different areas. So, I mean, as... Yeah, but listen listen to what he's saying, though. Okay. Obviously, well, on. you know, they, listen, we got another caller. We, we've got to take another caller, Carl. Right. I'm sorry. Thanks right. for calling. You can call back later and get another minute. Tom, you're on the mark from Sunbury. Yeah, Carl and these other guys, they need to quit crying about their businesses. If they don't can't pay people a living wage, what it takes, then don't go in business. Don't go in business and expect people to work for nothing for you. And then, and then when you can't get them, you start crying. If you could cry babies. Well, let's these, place, these, place, these places over here in the Strip... I'll guarantee you most of those places are Fortune 500 companies that are paying a CEO millions and millions of dollars, and then they have presidents and vice presidents and board of directors and all these people, and they're all making a fortune 
but oh, we can't afford to pay. We can't afford to pay these people. And then they put signs out, and they can't get anybody. And then they start crying about it. Well, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Well, maybe you don't want to hear it, but the problem is that people are not going out and applying for those jobs because the federal government's handing them more God. money than they can make. God, that's right, because this, the, the, the minimum wage, if the minimum wage would have been raised, kept up with the inflation from back in the 60s, people would be making $20 an hour minimum wage. All right. Well, I will agree with you that once we set a minimum wage that's fair, it should be pegged to inflation. I won't disagree yes, with that. and it never kept up, and it should be about $20 an hour right now. But, and, and you know what, Joe? You said something about working for $3 an hour. Guess what? People have a thing called bills. You ever hear of them? Yeah, I bills. heard of them. You have to pay them. You get an electric bill. You get a phone bill. You get a rent. You got a, a house payment. You got all kinds of insurance. You got gas. You got the car. But the people who you are can't earning do these that on three dollars. The don't, people don't say such ridiculous stuff. Well, don't you say such ridiculous stuff? Because the people who are working for those kind of low wages are not family mem family. Uh, oh, a lot of them are. Yeah, a lot of them know, are. Most of them. Most of them are young people. Oh, no, 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 no. Most of them are young people oh, starting out. No, 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 no. And a lot of these places over there have these delivery services. They, I don't know what they're called. DoorDash. They're all and they'll Do deliver their like food to your house. DoorDash and something else. I forgot what the other one is. Okay. You know what? you got to use your own car, your own gas, and you're supposed to, legally, you're supposed to report to your insurance company that you're doing that. And then they raise your insurance. And they don't pay these people squat. And it costs a lot of money to run a car. It costs, you know, anybody that has a car knows it costs a lot of money. But you're ignoring the facts these people. And that's why these places are always, you look on Indeed, this Indeed job thing, it's constantly on there, all of them things, because you cannot make any money when you are using your own vehicle, paying for your own gas and your own insurance and the, all the maintenance. These people, these business people, Make me sick, but Tom. Oh, these people who are taking the, these people taking these jobs get tips too. Don't forget that. But I'm sorry, oh, business they people. They don't get enough, Joe. They don't get enough tips because they're always quitting. It's constantly on the Indian on there for Indeed. You cannot make money when you're using your own car. It costs a lot of money to drive a car. Then why do they take the, the job? Why do they take the, now. Tom, why do they take the jobs then? If they can't make any money, why because are they taking they the jobs? Because they need the money. Well, they're not getting money. You're and just saying they're, try, they're not. No, they're no, 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 Tom. They're not getting any money. You just said they're not getting any money. They don't have any money. So how can they afford and then it? And they quit. So why they take them in the first place? Did, were they dumb? Did they because think they were going to make money? they thought they could make money at it, and they find out after they do it that they can't make any money at so, it. So, in other words, you're saying going in, the business lied to them about using their own car, lied to them about the costs involved, lied to no, them about they, what they would they make? they still thought that they would get good tips, and they would get a lot of they would get a lot of calls and stuff like that, and it didn't work out, and they always... And it, you, there's got to be a reason why... It's constantly on this indeed for people that the hire for shipped and all these other ones that are that are doing this stuff they can't keep people. And you you and man, you're making my argument. Cheap people over there in the strip that you're are Fortune 500 companies 
I don't that, think there are too many Fortune 500 that companies. They're paying the CEOs and all these other people up at the top. But you're, ma- you're making they're my argument. They're paying all this money, but they can't afford to pay their employees? Tom, you're making my argument. These people got those jobs. They analyzed them, maybe found out, as you're right, maybe they, maybe you're right, they found out that they can't make as much as they thought, but they've earned some, gained some skills, and they go on to another job where they make more oh money. My. Or do they just stay in unemployment because that's paying them better? Which is it, Tom? Do they either move on to a better job, or do they stay home and take the government's hand out? Which is it? A lot of assumptions no there, answer. Joe. A lot of assumptions, Joe. Which is it, Tom? You got me cut off. I can't say I'm, anything. I'm sorry. I forgot to press the button back. What, what, which yeah, is it? Yeah, I know. I couldn't say nothing. I'm uh, sorry. My fault. That's an old radio so, trick, if, Tom. If, if, if Watch out for this, if this guy. If this country wants to get straightened out, what they need to do is they need to put the minimum wage up to $15 an hour, and then they need to raise these other people up. That that, that It's not going to be fair if these other people that have high skills are making... 15 when the other guys okay that's the music that's the music tom we got to go thanks for calling you can call back and get another minute you're listening to on the mark at wkok radio sunbury pennsylvania joe mcgran and steve kushaloff will be back to do battle after the news News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff. Our program is brought to you by the good folks at the Sunbury Motor Company. And they are uh, our primary sponsor. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. And actually, I think Mark is out looking at that 2021 Ford F-150 he's had his eye on in antimatter blue, which is a new color for 2021. It's a carbonized gray accent with an XLT chrome appearance package, 2.7 liter V6 Echo Burst engine, Echo Boost engine rather, electronic auto temperature control, Sync 4, uh, use Apple CarPlay and Android Auto without a cord, LED side mirror spotlights, remote start, LED box lighting, tow technology package, and a Ford Copilot 360 Assist 2.0 with 12 driver safety features. Some include intelligent adaptive cruise control with stop and go, lane centering, and speed sign recognition. Cruise control will automatically slow down if a car is in front of you, or speed the or the speed limit drops, and the speed up and speed up if the speed limit goes up. So man, this thing is practically driving itself, and it's all available at the Sunbury Motor Company. Stop over and see them, North Four Streets in Sunbury, and also check out the Kias at the Keeler dealership on Routes 11 and 15 in. Hummel's Wharf. We'll take a quick look at our news headlines. No threat was found after Knoebel's Amusement Resort received a phone call prompting contact with local and state police. Knoebel said the incident occurred shortly before 5 p.m. Sunday. The park says the suspected area was cleared and a thorough search of the affected area found no threat after a police investigation ended around 8 p.m. Sunday. An investigation of the circumstances is ongoing. Knoebel's just completed its opening weekend for 
the summer season. Fire crews were busy in Northumberland County Saturday evening when two separate blazes broke out within an hour of one another. Northumberland County 911 says a two-alarm house fire was reported just before 7 p.m. at 1513 Boyer Hill Road in Upper Augusta Township. A state police fire marshal was called to the scene to investigate. Meanwhile, a brush fire in Northumberland County Zerby Township spread into some exposed coal Saturday evening, and volunteer fire crews spent several hours battling that blaze. Northumberland County 911 says crews were called to the scene just south of Treverton around 6.10 p.m. Dispatchers say the call initially came in for a brush fire near Gap and Shingara Roads, but it's reported other items at the scene caught fire and heavy equipment was needed to extinguish it. And finally, Penn Live is reporting one man is dead and a female wounded in what police are calling an attempted homicide-suicide in Lycoming County. The incident that resulted in the death of 34-year-old Devin Joseph Brelsford occurred around 11.15 Saturday along Ockmoody Road in the Pennsdale area. Brelsford pulled out a gun and shot a 34-year-old woman before turning the gun on himself. She is in UPMC Williamsport Regional Medical Center and is recovering following surgery. The gunman was pronounced dead at the scene. That's our quick look at the news headlines, and we're back with On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff, and one of our emailers says, your new co-host seems to be very uninformed in the areas of economics of business and running the hospitality restaurant industry. Sad to hear the misinformation and narrative on why businesses hire. I have never heard of a business person trying to hire at the lowest level. And last Friday, Sheets had to close for a number of hours in the morning due to a lack of employees. Okay. Want to respond to that? Well, the only thing is I've never heard of a business person trying to, you know, if you're a business person and you can hire somebody for $10 an hour, why would you hire them for for 13 or $14 an hour? Now, that's my response to that. Now, by the way, Joe, you but, said But before you before you get off your response. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I, You're talking about the the abilities the person brings to the job. If I have somebody and I'm willing to take a chance on them at $10 an hour that I can train them, as opposed to $14 an hour where the person already has the experience that I want, that's a decision a business person often has to make because not all employees are equal. Not everyone's going to bring the same skill set to the job. Right. And, Joe, you know, with all of these discussions points that we have had in the last 20 minutes you you keep adding all these i'm i'm giving you a, a very basic response why would you give somebody $15 when you can give them $10? And you're giving But me you're some assuming all things are equal, well, and I'm see, telling you they're it. not. Now, the other thing is you were making all these assumptions before about, okay, let's say somebody takes a job for a minimum wage. That person is going to say, okay, I'm starting here, but I'm going to learn some new skills, and I'm going to develop my abilities, and I'm going to go on, and I'm going to go up and up and up. That You're making some wild assumptions. Hey, Steve, that's the American way. That's no, what built good. this country. Oh, for you, need to, you need to go back and check you our know, history, brother. Suppose somebody is perfectly content working behind the counter at a uh, fast food restaurant. Are we going to say, okay, that's fine. If you are happy working here uh, at a relatively modest wage, that's perfectly okay. All I'm saying is 
that person should get uh, a decent wage, a potentially livable wage. You're Why? Saying, if they don't bring anything new to the table, if they don't increase their skill set, if they don't, if they don't contribute to the growth of my business, you know what? Why? Why would I reward them when over here is another guy who is going to school, getting training, trying to make himself more valuable to me? That's the guy I'm going to oh, reward. Okay, that's fine. And that guy, that's the guy you're probably going to promote. You're probably going to offer him a chance to but go to management training. But if I take the, if I take the slug you're describing, I don't know that the three dollar per hour slug. All right. right. Well, you said he has no ambition. He doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to work behind the counter. All right. I, I'm sorry. He's not a slug. He's just a contented person. All right. Very, thank you, Joe. So, this That's contented better. person. You know, he never brings anything more to the table, never does anything to advance my business, never shows any initiative, never shows any spark. But he but does him his I job. Should, him he, I should reward. I should give him $20 an hour, I'm, and that means the guy that's working real hard over here, he isn't going to be happy if I give this slug now, 20 bucks an hour. You also said all these places are not paying a minimum wage. They're paying at least $11 an hour. Most of them, yeah. Okay. What do you think that gives you per year? $11 an hour. That's a salary for a year of $20. $22,000. $22,000. You're assuming everybody who makes that is supporting a family of 10. Oh, I don't think know, they are. Again, you're just bringing in one more one condition after another. I'm just telling you, Joe, $11 an hour comes out to $22,000 a year. You can't have much of a life if you simply raise the minimum wage but to they're not working. You're forgetting all the other requirements that if you work more than 30 hours a week, there's health care involved and other fringe benefits you have to provide. Maybe. Maybe time not. Off, you have to give, you hey, know. I uh, I remember a radio station I worked at, not in Sunbury, Joe. This was in Pottsville, and uh, I asked the boss about health care. Do you guys give health care? No, but what we'll do is we we could take it out of your salary and we'll buy health care for you. Great. Now, if you simply raise that minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, as St. Joe wanted to do, that would bring up that annual hey, salary to $31,000. I can always remember, I always tell this story, and it's a true one, because it, it really taught me a lot about how the world works. When my wife and I learned we were going to have a child, I went to my employer at the time, it was a radio station in Chambersburg, and I asked for a raise. And the lady who, um, one of the lady who was co-owner of the station said, Joe, did we tell you to get pregnant? I'm telling you. You know, so that made me realize they're not responsible for me. I'm responsible for me. Hey, not only are they not responsible for you, they don't care about you. Well, that's not true. They did care about me. They just weren't going to give me a raise because yeah. I was having a child. Well, so what did I do? I found another job that paid more money. Well, that's good. You had initiative. Right. You know, But uh, I should have just stayed there and hoped for the government would come and give me a big, fat handout. Joseph, you're on the mark for Milton. Hey, boy. you're right on there, Joe. <laughs> Why, uh... Yes. When I started in the workforce, after I got out of the Army in the 60s, I started uh, a foundry up at Laurelton. And uh, I started out there as a laborer. I think it was a dollar, I don't know, a dollar 29 or in that area somewhere. And uh, they gave me a job. I was happy. And I worked hard. And the, the owner of the place saw I had initiative, and he taught me how to mold uh, you know, make molds for castings, and uh, once I got proficient in that, and I, I learned pretty quickly and p produced real good, uh, then he come over to me, and it was about after a year or so, and he said, uh, whispered in my ear, because he didn't want the other employees to hear, he said, I give you a raise, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I didn't ask him how much, 
And when I got my paycheck, I seen it was like, I think, three or four cents an hour. <laughs> and I just, I dropped everything, and I never came back. I went and got another job. And then I went into business for myself up at State College uh, as a stonemason. And, uh, well, excuse me, I didn't go into business for myself at that time. I quit and went up there and started as a stonemason. Now, I never laid a stone in my life, but I started and said I was the stonemason. I, I didn't tell the truth because I really wasn't. But anyway, I got $3 an hour, and, and that was big money. And then uh, I learned how to do that. And I uh, built, uh, helped build a big church up there in State College. And then after that, I went in the contracting business. I contracted uh, for the, I subcontracted for the contractor that had the, the church and getting the stones out, me and a friend of mine. And uh, then after that, we contracted the post office in State College ourselves and got that job. And from there, we progressed on to private work and contracting houses and fair places and patios and things like that. And so what I'm saying is, if, if you show initiative, and if you don't like the wage, hey, quit and go somewhere else. And then I started hiring people, and I pay them what I wanted to pay them. If it didn't want to work for me, that's okay. You know what I mean? They can quit and go somewhere else. And, and this government handing out free money Everybody loves free money. It just kills that initiative. And uh, I, I got to go back to my creator, your creator, my creator. He, here's what he said. Six days, remember the seventh day, keep it holy. Six days for your labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh. So in other words, man is supposed to work six days, not, not off two days on the weekend. Six days is the commandment. Now, Wait. I know a lot of people that... You mean, you mean me. cutting uh, the grass anyway, on in Saturday the New doesn't count? He says, uh, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Okay. And, and it, 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 it just stifles the creativity of human beings to hand out free money. It's, it's, it's unproductive. It I doesn't agree with work. You. Okay, Joseph, thank you. we got two other calls pending, but thanks for your comments, and I'm glad you were took the initiative and got a better job and made something more out of your life rather than the $3-per-hour guy who's content standing behind the counter that Steve thinks deserves all the money in the world. Lance, you're on the mark. Good morning. Hi there, guys. Why, something I would uh, challenge Steve and Tom to do and that would be to look up, like a big corporate, like Walmart, for instance, look up how much money they have invested in the entire Walmart uh, organization and what their profits are and what their revenue is and just see what kind of percentage that you come up with. I tell you, you're going to say I'm full of beans, so I'm asking you to do that for yourself. And then if you can say that they can afford to make uh, at least $15 an hour, why, <laughs> they won't have any profit. So uh, I said something to do. And also, what minimum wage does is destroy the people who it was designed to help. And I said this before, my in my lifetime, I hired at a car wash, which is still in business there in Shemokin Dam. When I was 14, I was making a dollar ten an hour. Now tell, this was in like 63. It, it had just gone to a dollar ten from 85 cents. By the end of the decade, it was a dollar 65, which was a huge increase. Okay, 
Now, when you went to the car wash then, you wouldn't see the kids that worked there before, the type, the demographic. You know, you'd see the, the kid there with the backwards ball cap, bad attitude, that uh, sometimes showed up for work and sometimes did not. No, you saw older employees because of the fact that now that they're making some money, these folks said, well, hey, you know, I can work part-time for this, and they would not before. Now, at that time, the um, median income was $7,500 a year. I'm talking like 67, 68. And that dollar sixty-five, when you would um, say what percentage it was of median income, it would be the same as today at $15, given 67000 median income we have today. And believe me, it really destroyed a lot of kids' jobs. So it's just in my lifetime, and that's the way it goes. Now, Lance, are you, were you suggesting that we get rid of the minimum wage? Well, <laughs> not really, but... Uh, it certainly, I think, would work out better if we didn't have it because when you give a minimum wage, a lot of times you're giving the maximum wage, too. I don't understand. Uh, what do you mean? Well, in other words, a person gets in business, so, well, this is all I have to pay is a minimum when they could be paying more. I mean, no. it's like that. Okay, well, one thing here, too. Say you get an estimate to put a roof on your house. Mm-hmm. One of them is for two thousand dollars. The mm-hmm. other one's for fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. I decided on the fifteen hundred, but you find out that uh, they only give their employees ten bucks an hour. And the other guy's giving them fourteen. Mm. So, do you, out of the goodness of your heart, decide to take the higher bid? Good, good question. Which is it? Well, I'll tell you this: the guy who's offering me fifteen hundred, because you know I had a situation kind of like this a couple of years ago. Um, I was looking for somebody, a company, to take down two trees in my front yard. I had one guy, one guy who he kept lowering his price, lowering his price, and he told me, he said, I really, I really need this, this work. Well, I did not take his bid because he simply sounded uh, too desperate to me. I did not didn't get a good feeling, thought, this just isn't going to work out. I went to, uh, I don't like to mention the company, a highly reputable company. They did a real good job, and I spent more money. The, the, uh, the roofer that Lance uh, suggests there that's paying, that's going to do the job for less money and is paying his people less, once again, maybe he's paying them less, and so the quality of the worker isn't as good. That's a good point. Listen, Lance, we got to take a break. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Rob Bob from Paxinus, stand by. We'll take that quick break, and we'll be back with more of On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Cushelow. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. I would say life does get expensive. Aside from work and school, we have dance, gymnastics, baseball, swimming. It all adds up. But Giant makes our life so much easier. You're not going there like, oh, well, the cost is good, but mm, the quality is okay. No, at Giant, I'm getting quality, and when I look at that bill, I feel like, okay, you know what? I think that's great. Yeah. Giant, for today's table. Purdue boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Buy one, get one free. This is Brian Kerstetter, candidate for Common Pleas Judge in Union and Snyder Counties. For 17 years of my 21-year career, I've been putting dangerous criminals behind bars as a prosecutor. I've given a voice to victims and children, some of whom couldn't speak for themselves. In private practice, I've taken pride in aggressively representing clients while maintaining a compassionate demeanor and, above all, fairness to opposing parties and their counsel. As your next Common Pleas Judge, I pledge to always uphold the law, to recognize and uphold constitutional rights, and to never legislate from the bench. I'm honored to have received the endorsement of the Pennsylvania State Troopers Association, Snyder County District Attorney Mike Pietzu, Union County District Attorney Pete Johnson, at least 25 practicing and retired local attorneys, numerous local business owners, and individuals. Learn more about me by visiting KerstetterForJudge.com or by searching Kerstetter for Judge on Facebook. This is Brian Kerstetter, and I'm asking for your vote for Common Pleas Judge on May the 18th. Paid for by the Committee to Elect Kerstetter for Judge. Get ready to anticipate more from retirement when you open the door to more at Riverwood Senior Living. With beautiful apartments, including some with river views, our friendly community is open for tours, and it's never been more affordable. All Riverwood's apartments and cottages feature balconies, patios, or decks, providing room to bloom without the hassles of home maintenance. We're out safely enjoying our gorgeous campus, pool and wellness classes, and our friends and neighbors. Visit riverwoods.org and anticipate more. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff. One of our texters said, your phone rings busy. You having phone phone issues? Well, I should tell you that over the break, uh, 10 o'clock or the 9 o'clock news break, we put the phones on hold during the news so that people, many of whom are on like long-distance plans of some kind, don't have to hang on forever and ever waiting for us to pick up the phone. But no, we're not having any phone issues. And one of our texters goes back to Tom. He says, Tom obviously has no idea how the uh, guy the economy works. The Uber and uh, shipping or sh- shipped drivers make money and can do it on their own schedule. And does Tom realize where the government money comes from? Sure doesn't seem so. Comes from us, right? All right, Bob from Paxinus, you're on the mark. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Uh, about the unemployment, I just wanted to remind everyone uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and the pandemic began under the Trump administration. Oh, it's not and the Trump. Wait, wait, wait a second. It's not Trump. Wasn't you saying started. it was Trump's fault that the pandemic began under his administration? I'm saying that he lied about the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was his fault that it started. You don't blame the Chinese at all, right? You got to remember, well, Bob. Joe is told very the American sensitive. People, the truth from the beginning. Uh, the 
truth always comes out in the end, whether where it came from. We're not even positive that's where it came from. That's last I understood, but we'll, we'll take it that it came from China. Okay. But we ma- we make our own viruses here in America too. But um, like I said, the extra unemployment benefit started when Trump was in uh, office. So millions of people lost their jobs, and when you lose your job, you're lucky to get 80 percent of what you made prior to being laid off for unemployment. So when you lose on a, when you lose your job, you lose your health insurance. So if you want to keep your health insurance, you got to pay about six hundred dollars a month. Well, I thought this. So, affor- I thought the Affordable Care Act. The- thought the Affordable Care Act took care of all that. Uh, n- no. And you still got to pay, f- even if you sign up under the ACA. Uh, yeah, and you still if you're pay money. unemployment, people think everybody's making eight hundred dollars a week. That's not true. If you make twenty thousand dollars a year, you're lucky to be getting two hundred or fifty or three hundred dollars a week, and then you get those extra two or three hundred dollar a week benefits on top of that. So it's not like everybody's making eight hundred dollars a a week on unemployment. No, but I know I know some people who uh, were really cut back in their hours. I mean, drastically cut back, and they didn't qualify, and they had well, they the same problem. No, they didn't. They were they applied and they were well, turned they down. Didn't, they didn't earn enough income to to be able to get it. That's how unemployment works. You have to meet a certain criteria of income. Well, I think in order they, to collect it. But that does they they actually, if anything, they were probably more than that. But their quality of life was cut dramatically because of the number of hours that they were reduced to, and then and they couldn't get that made up by the government. Yet they want to hand out everybody uh, large sums of money so they don't have to work. Well, I'm going to say it didn't help everybody, but it helped a lot. Well, all right, I'll and give you that. I'm, I'm surprised people aren't yelling about the. The uh, increase in uh, food stamp benefits that just were approved, too. Wait until people hear about that. They're going to complain, oh, we're handing out free food, free food. Well, you know how many people are waiting in food lines today? It's hard. It's horrible. Well, maybe we'd have more money I, I for that. It. Maybe we'd have more money for that if we weren't paying twenty-six million dollars to buy hotel rooms for immigrants who are illegal in the, illegally in this country. We'd have more money I to feed those people. I don't see any difference in my taxes. Have you? I don't see any difference you give in my it a chance. Between me, believe me, when Joe's done with you, you will be ring rung like a sponge. And that and that's assumption. Well, that's assumption number fifty from Joe and Renahan. He's done, he's done more than Trump done in his whole four-year administration to right, help our he's country. Darn near bankrupt us. He's got wait till the inflation hits, Bob. Then no, I'll, Trump, I'll <laughs> Trump bankrupt us. He's still collecting money from us. He still has his whole family under Secret Service watch, costing us millions of dollars a month. Well, that's uh, that's no. given to all ex-presidents. That's not just not Donald the Trump. Families. He he doesn't get anything that he isn't entitled to by by federal law. He isn't making it up. He couldn't he couldn't tell them just give me protection for my entire family if his entire family doesn't qualify under the federal law, Bob. I don't know, but he he's he's taking it to the bank too. Okay. Hey, so, thanks for your comments. We appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. That's what we're here for, yeah, Bob. Bye. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. One of our texters says, a business is in business to make money. If the labor cost exceeds the profitability of the business, the owner has two choices. Close the door or raise prices above what the consumer is willing to pay. And then another emailer's texter says, even if the 
minimum wage was $15 per hour for a 40-hour week. That's still not equal to what people get on unemployment. 600 a week versus 800 a week. Now, there's an excellent point. You would agree with that? Well, I'm going to let's just do some math here, Joe. You remember math. Uh, I do recall it. Because even back in 1920, they taught uh, math. <laughs> So let's say you ain't that much younger than me, buddy. <laughs> six hundred times forty, that would be. Wait a minute, that can't. Six hundred times forty. Well, what are we saying? What did the guy say there? Six hundred dollars a week. Six hundred versus eight hundred. He was talking about fifteen dollar minimum wage times forty hours is what? Uh, fifteen dollar that comes down to thirty one thousand a no, year. No, no, what a week, what a week. He's talking a week. Fifteen times forty. That comes out to $600. That was his point. Right. Versus $800 a week that they get on unemployment. Okay. let's. So see what what's that, the incentive to work? Let's see what 800 times 40. That equals 30. That's, you that take 800 divided by 40, Steve. Okay. Let's try that, <laughs> Joe. I don't believe you, but I'm going to try it. That'll give you the hourly rate. 40. $20 an hour. Right. $20 an hour. 40, Versus 40 hours. We're paying you $20 20 an hour not to work. 100 times 52. That comes out to a salary of uh, annual salary of 41,000. Okay. So we're paying you, we're paying you $20 an hour not to work, but we're asking you that if you do work, we're going to pay you $15 we're an hour. We're not paying you not to work. Yes, we, we are. We, we, are get saying, unemployment. we are saying if you can't uh, find a job that will pay you a decent wage, a livable wage, you will get some you'll get some help. But you'll get more than the, the than the livable wage you're talking about that you're asking for. You're asking for 15 bucks an hour saying that's a livable wage, but you're giving them 20 not to work, Steve. And you'll probably get more than the $7.25 an hour, which is where I think you would be very happy to keep it at. Then our friend Tom says the Sam Walton family is worth $150 billion. Yes, that's a B. I just looked it up. Lance is still inebriated and in the cabin. <laughs> we'll soften that up a bit. Cindy, you're on the mark from Shemokin Dam. Good morning, gentlemen. I think that we should, I, I think we have a false perspective or where there's a false argument here with regards to what, bus, what kind of a profit business has. And, and obviously, many people choose to point, as the previous texter just did, to these uber successful wealthy businesses and then want to take that rule and apply it to everyone. And I think that's irrational thinking because... Really, they represent less than 1% of the businesses in this country, these uber-wealthy people, one, less than 1%. So you want to take their wealth, which I'm not disagreeing that they're wealthy, and apply it to all the other businesses who are not so wealthy. You might be surprised to learn that the average business in America, their profit is only $70,000 a year, not the revenue. But the profit, that's how much the person can take home, the owner, at the end of the day, $70,000 a year. So why do we think that that person can afford to pay all their employees much more and have anything to turn on their lights at home, feed their children, buy a car, pay all the bills at the business? You know, it isn't that you establish a business and then the money rolls in. In fact, most businesses fail within five years. 
So, uh, you know, I think we're just being, to point to the most successful wealthy businesses and then say that rule should apply to everybody is irrational because we know that the vast majority of businesses in this country are small businesses and they can't afford it. And how do I know that? Well, because the data shows that. They're only making about a 7% profit. And that's across the board. Yes, that takes that's assembled the Small Business Administration assembled this data and they provide it up to 100 employees. These people are making about 7% profit. I don't know where people think that that based on that they have gobs of money and pots under their desk to hand out higher compensation. I agree with you, Joe. If I'm and I have done this. If I when I was first a nurse, I made $4 an hour. 4 dollars an hour. This was back in the 70s. And I discovered that in Philly, this was in State College, in Philly they were paying twice as much. What did I do? Move Packed to Philly? my stuff up <laughs> and moved to Philadelphia. And in so doing, doubled my salary to $26,000 a year. Doubled it. Right there. That's what people need to do. And or improve their skill set so that they become more valuable and find that person who's willing to pay you more for what you're worth. Right. That's what you have to do. I used to tell people when I hired them, you know, I may be employing you, but if you're doing your job right, you're working for yourself, not for me. You're working to learn what you can learn, to develop the skills you can develop here, and then when it comes time for you to move on, I'll be the guy giving you a glowing recommendation. And that's the way I think it should work. Yeah, that's the way it should work, Joe. Number one, it doesn't always work like that. I worked at a place where we had a very, uh, very carefully worked out salary and wage schedule. And yet, the the salary increases every year. The bonus and re- always seem to go to the same people. So, you know, you can sit here and talk about, boy, the American way, if you show incentive and if you have drive, you're going to go ahead. No, there's a lot more to it. And I have a question for Cindy. These people who are only making an average of 70000 in profit a year, how many of them are driving Cadillacs that they are writing off as a business expense? How many I'm not the, sure that the Small Business Administration collects that. Data. Okay. So how I, many of them are li- how many of that. them are living in uh, fabulous homes and they can uh, have a little office and well, so they go, can write that off as a business. Let's expense. go back to the car issue and let's make it a Ford. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, That's Joe. A very good point, you know, Joe. It's your you show. Know, I'll, I, let me just say that when I when this this example I gave, I worked in a union shop in State College, a union shop and made four dollars an hour as a nurse, moved to Philadelphia to a non union shop and doubled my income. And there's a story there, if ever I heard one. Right there was the story. Union shop went to a non union shop. Why were the salaries twice as much in Philadelphia. I can answer that question without a degree in economics. There was one hospital in State College, one. They were the sole employer. And there were an enormous number of available nurses because graduate students came in and their wives wanted or husbands wanted to work to support their family while the other person went to grad school. So they had a glut of labor. 
Philadelphia, which is where I moved to, by sharp contrast, had many hospitals and insufficient number of labor. And so they were, those hospitals competed against each other. And I know this for a fact because I rose up through the ranks and became a head nurse in another hospital and keenly saw the, the competition to hire qualified candidates to work. And part of doing that was the benefit package and part of it was the salary. You've just and described that's what changed nurses' salary. You've just described market forces better than I could if I had another 20 minutes to do it. Yeah. But that's exactly the way things should work. Well, now, can I say, we've, we have beaten this dog to death as far as I'm concerned. We have talked this, talked this, talked this, and none of us are in a position to change it except for this. When I go out into a restaurant, and I haven't, you know, for a year, but when I go, I pay a very generous tip because I'm mindful of the tip wage, which I personally disagree with. We should abolish the tip wage. But in the absence of it, I pay a very generous tip, at least $20, no matter what I had to eat, no matter how much it cost, at least $20. And I say to my husband every time, this could be our kid waiting this table, and they deserve you know, uh, something positive in their day. So I'm asking you, uh, Mr. Kushlock, what kind of a tip do you give when you go to a restaurant? I don't know what he gives, but I'd be happy to bring you anything you want for 20 bucks, Cindy. <laughs> I did it. At, at Christmas time, we had one of those people bring a delivery because we had forgotten stuff from the grocery store. And instead of going back to the grocery store, my daughter went online and ordered all the stuff, and it came to her house. And you know what? I gave that driver 20 bucks. We right. have the, now, as individuals, we have the power to deal we, with right. what Cindy, if you think that the market for the Cindy, we have to, we have and to I take a break. And I challenge the complainers Before to get out go, there. I have to, I have to answer. No, we have to take a break here. Go ahead, Steve. Real I quick. I have to answer, Cindy. I give 20% and if I don't have enough uh, $1 bills to, for 20%, I round it up. So last night, I paid a tip at the local restaurant of a bit more than 20%. Now, Cindy, if you want to pay $20 for a hamburger, uh, a tip, well, that's I said up to I'd you. be happy to deliver anything she wants for yeah, $20. Yeah, who wouldn't? We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hubs Home Oxygen and Medical Supplies is proud to celebrate 65 years of serving the needs of Central Pennsylvania with outstanding respiratory services and quality home medical equipment. Hubs has solutions to make you and your loved ones safer and more independent at home. With locations including a new office in Sealands Grove, there's always a Hubs Home Oxygen and Medical Supply nearby to help improve your life. Wouldn't it be great to work for a company that offers, quote, advancement and salary bumps? A company offering a corporate-sponsored physical training program that's community-focused with employee appreciation events and opportunities, plus great pay and paid benefits like life, health, and dental? You can. Kramer Feed has many employment opportunities. If you enjoy a family-oriented environment with a company with 75 years' experience, click on Join Our Team at KramerFeed.com. Equal Opportunity Employer. Topohawken Mountain Spring Water is my go-to. I love hiking and being outdoors, but it is a must to drink plenty of water, especially when you're on the go. But not all water is the same. Topohawken is natural mountain spring water. I avoid muscle cramps and fatigue when I exercise, thanks to Topohawken. Topohawken Mountain Spring Water, Northumberland. Delivery to your home or office. Keep a bottle with you all the time. Topohawkenwater.com. Topohawken. Customers in their friends. 
This is how a beaver builds a dam. On the dam, he builds a log. Home sweet home. And this is how a beaver makes the most of his outdoor living space. Okay, everybody in the water, we're going to Beaver Town Block. From pavers and outdoor fireplaces to landscape and retaining walls, you'll love the selection, the variety, and the free advice at Beaver Town Block. Nobody has a bigger selection, and you buy direct from the manufacturer. This is how a beaver enjoys his new patio and landscaping. Ah, life is good, except that other tree needs to come down. Beaver Town Block, Paxton Hill Road, Middleburg. Online at beavertownblock.com. Where customers send their friends. Beaver Town Block. The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. For the assignment? I don't think that he was safe at home, although I also don't think that guys like Drew Smiley, the brave starting pitcher, or Justin Turner, the Dodgers third baseman who weighed in from across the country. I don't think they were completely accurate either when they said that it was conclusive. And I think that's where it, it was. It wasn't conclusive. The Steve Jones Show, three to five weekdays on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones. The NFL draft is this week. We'll talk about it today, three to five, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff. On the phone is Al from Nori. Al, you're on the mark. All right, good morning. Uh, the, the wage is considered on what the marketplace will bear. It all depends, you know, what you're selling what and how much people are willing to pay for it. So the marketplace has a lot to do with it. And if you give somebody a full package um, of benefits and retirement and vacation and sick leave and personal days and then you're paying ten dollars an hour that person is actually costing you about thirty dollars an hour sure but that's so that, not they but they don't look at that on the left they they just want that fifteen dollars an hour regardless of what the impact is on a business well and when you're starting a business too you don't get the cream of the crop and you have to work your way up to be established and what the marketplace will bear and what kind of, you know, reputation you get for your quality of work or your quality of goods that you're selling. All that takes advertisement, so you have that into it, and then you're advertising in different places. You have all that that is included in that man's wages that you're putting him to work. And if they don't produce, uh, it's, it's rough on the employer because they're taking it right out of the profit they're not making. Right. But, you know, and you bring up a good point. One of the hidden costs of, of doing all this is recruiting. You know, the fact that you have to find somebody that fits your needs and you have to keep them. Hopefully, if you get them and they work out well for you, you want to keep them. But still, then, there's a limit to the every job has a maximum amount that it's worth in any organization. And I used to like the National Association of Broadcasters always put out every year a summary based on market size of what different positions and radio stations paid. And they would show below average, average, and above average for those categories. I always tried to pay and did pay above average for our market size. That meant I wasn't going to lose somebody that was really good and doing the job for me to, to somebody locally. I was going to, they were going to go bigger. They were going to go to a bigger market if they were going to make more money than I was paying them. And that worked well because we kept people a fairly long time here. We didn't, we didn't have a high rate of turnover. 
But, you know, that's me. You know, somebody else would look at it and say, and, and the owners of the company allow me to do that, I will point out. But, I mean, that's the way I think enlightened ownership and management works. You want to get somebody with a good skill set, you want to keep them. But you accept the fact that there is a limit to what they can make that, that works for your company and that sooner or later you will lose them. John, well, I had guys, I had guys that made it to a certain level, and I'm talking height level too, and they wouldn't want to go above there. So after their seniority, yeah, you can stay there, but you're not going to make as much as Joe does that goes to the top of the scaffolding and takes care of the steeple for me. Um, oh, okay, you were talking physical height, right. okay? <laughs> yeah, physical height. I thought and, you were talking about rate, rate. Uh, skill height. I like, thought you were um, talking about going up a metaphorical ladder in your well, company. Well, that too, I mean, in your skill. Your skill, if you want to learn how to, you know, glaze windows and restore windows and do all that, um, or do you want to scrape and sand the rest of your life, you know? Now, you know, Joe talks about enlightened ownership. Well, I remember Joe was a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a general manager of a radio station, I believe. Okay, I remember working for a different general manager of a radio station, and when he hired me, he said, after six months, you'll get a $10 uh, an hour increase. After a probationary period. Whatever. That's customary in the industry. Okay. So I went to him after six months. He acted like he'd never even heard of having said that. So that was not enlightened ownership. Uh, so, you know, we could talk about employment, unemployment, what you pay, etc. There are all of these conditions to bring into There was no chains on your legs, were there? <laughs> so what? No chains you on your legs? chain around your ankle to your job? No, and that's exactly... Well, I, if you're looking for a bum like that, you tell him, adios. Uh, exactly. Go. Well, guess what? I, uh, I, I did leave that job, and... Uh, uh, and that was the main reason. Hey, Al, we've got to take our final break. We have a call coming in, too, so we appreciate your call, Al. Thanks so much. Take care. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take our last break of the day, and we'll be back with On the Mark. Guys way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Topahawken Mountain Spring Water is my go-to. I love hiking and being outdoors, but it is a must to drink plenty of water, especially when you're on the go. But not all water is the same. Topahawken is natural mountain spring water. I avoid muscle cramps and fatigue when I exercise, thanks to Topahawken. Topahawken Mountain Spring Water, Northumberland. Delivery to your home or office. Keep a bottle with you all the time. Topahawkenwater.com. Topahawken. Clean, clear water. 
Geico presents 15 tips for motorcycle safety. Wearing protective gear such as leather clothing, boots, and gloves can protect your body from severe injuries in case of an accident or skid. Also consider attaching reflective tape to your clothing to make it easier for other drivers to see you. This motorcycle safety tip was brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. Call 1-800-442-9253 or visit geico.com slash cycle. We do all we can to ensure our kids are happy, healthy, safe, and strong. Having high-quality, low-cost health insurance helps make that possible. With CHIP, your child can have medical, dental, eye care, and more for free or low cost. Whether you're self-employed, unemployed, or your employer benefits are just too expensive, CHIP is there for you to help your child be strong. CHIP Strong. Apply or renew today at 800-986-KIDS or go to chipcoverspakids.com. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. Welcome back to On the Mark, and Lance has asked for one more minute, and you've got 60 seconds, sir. Okay. Why, what um, Tom was talking about there, that's money invested in someone's job. If you take a look at what those um, Wal- the Waltons are worth, is the stock in Walmart, which, of course, translates to plant, equipment, trucks, you name it company I worked for and retired from had a million dollars invested in each job. They were worth 30 billions. We had 30,000 employees. Out of that, they made a 5% profit of a billion and a half dollars the last year that I worked, which amounts to, like I said, $50,000 per employee. And the cost per employee was $90,000. So I thought it was a pretty good gig myself, but people bad mouth corporations like crazy and when you look at their bottom lines when you look at the amount of money that has to be invested to actually make that money it's incredible okay okay our ceo pay was 10 million dollars if you had a company with a hundred employees and you made fifty thousand dollars per employee would you pay that CEO 30000 Nope, I don't think you would. Lance, that's your minute. Thank you. That's a good point. But, you know, here we started off in this. We're talking about Joe Biden and his presidency, and we wound up g- focusing on this topic. But there are other areas of shortcoming here, too, I think. But I, I really want to get back into this issue, Steve, of whether or not it makes common sense to pay people more money, as you've yourself wrote out pay more money to stay at home than it does to work should we not be incentivizing people to go to work of course we should but you know i go back to uh joe one of your favorite presidents herbert hoover (laughs) you know the depression came along and herbert hoover's whole attitude was don't worry about the depression the depression because of market forces will take care of itself It's not always the case, number one. Number two, the government doesn't always do 
everything exactly right, we have 330 million people. Now, you're trying to come up with a system that will deal with 330,000 uh, million people. Uh, the figure I read that it's, it's up to like 40% of people, I think, are getting more money you know, from unemployment right. than, than working. Okay, that's 40%. That shouldn't be that high. But that means 60% are, uh, are, are not getting more money than they would have gotten if they're working. We may have time for one more call. I should tell you, 1-800-795-9565. Go ahead, Steve. Well, the only point is that when you try to come up with a system that to deal with a population of 330 million people, it's not always going to be exactly right. No, but they, you, were, they were dealing with a known event here. They were dealing with a pandemic. They knew how many people were thrown out of work. I mean, the unemployment numbers, people filed for unemployment compensation. They knew they had a finite number. They knew how many people were applying each week, how many the economy was rolling. We keep track of that kind of stuff. Sure. So it would seem to me that they could have targeted something that would have been helpful, but not life-sustaining beyond the point of going back to work. In other words, if it's $600 or $800, why not make it 250 You know, Enough to keep the wolf away from the door until you can get back to work. Right. And let, what's happening now is the economy is starting to, all indications are in some areas, is starting, and by areas I mean certain fields. It's starting Sectors to, of the economy. Sectors of the economy are picking up. I mean, when you can drive down a, the Golden Strip out here and see one sign after another that says hiring, that tells you that in that area, the economy may be picking up. Um, Doesn't it also tell you that people are not willing to go to work because they have all these signs? Well, it tells you that uh, we don't know when those signs went up. Maybe they only went up five days ago. Uh, but uh, the other thing that I made the point was unemployment does not last forever. So maybe you've still got some people that are... You mean unemployment compensation. Unemployment compensation doesn't last forever. Right. If uh, I'm sure you listen to public radio, and for the, last, for the last year or so, every morning they would run another short interview with somebody uh, dealing with unemployment. Now, I realize that is strictly anecdotal. But believe me, Joe, it was it was just one horror story after another. Now, and the other thing I tell you that, um, okay, so we can see in the fast food industry, things are picking up. In the construction industry, we were just talking about it, you and I, the difficulty in getting a contractor. And uh, number one, the contractors have a lot of work. But number two, the, uh, the materials. There still apparently is a materials shortage. So, you know, this economy has a lot of uh, ebbing and flowing. And uh, to try to come up with one size fits all is going to be pretty tough. But that's exactly what they did. They didn't come up with any innovative solutions. They came right. up with one size fits that's all. That's right. Because when and that got, size is too big. And like I said, Joe, when you've got a huge number of people like we have in this country, one size fits all is tends to be what we get. We get, uh, you know, this is the way it's going to work and uh, until things pick up. But, but why does the size have to be bigger than is necessary? Why not 
as necessary or perhaps a smaller well, than necessary. Maybe that's, maybe that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. How did they come up with this number? We'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, oh, we have I, so much more to deal with with Mr. Biden's incompetency. Uh, in, well, you know, it's a, I will tell you that the rest of the American public does not share your uh, misinformation. Oh, they do on the border. Look at some of the numbers. You know, there you go again, Joe, with the border. I got to ask you this. Living in Shemokin Dam, what impact does the southern border have on your life? Quite a bit, and I'll explain that tomorrow because oh, we're out of time today. Man. Steve Kushaloff, thanks so much for being with us today. You're going to be here tomorrow and Wednesday while Mark Lawrence takes some time off. Thanks, Rob Center, our producer. This is WKOK Sunbury.